ladies and gentlemen, welcome into episode 119 of the Get Around Podcast, coming to you live from the Traverse City Record Eagle Studios. My name is Jake Adnip. In the studio with me, James Cook, Andrew Rosenthal. I think we all had a little bit of fun on the internet this weekend. We're in quarantine. We're still staying six feet from each other. It's still happening here. I'm backing up. Um, we're doing our best, but I, we each had a little bit of fun with, with friends over the internet this weekend. I want to start off. I mean, James, congratulations. I screamed at friends over the internet. Scream? Why were you screaming at friends? They do video games. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, doing, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you. I see. I, I thought you were talking about just like on on a FaceTime, just like. Ah! <laughs> no, that's you. No, no. I, I, it's it's more or less loud talking. But James, congratulations on your five thousandth unique beer. Wow, what a big milestone that's, in your life. That's that's a milestone. I just got the app and I'm at thirty-two. <laughs> I don't know if it's the thing I should be most proud of or anything, but I mean, you know, it took some work. I mean, how long how long did you have that app for? That's since two thousand thirteen. So seven years later, that's like that SpongeBob meme. Seven years later, and then you're now a five thousand billionaire or billionaire. Yeah, five thousand billionaire. Tell the people how you uh, celebrated the occasion. Oh, we did. I did a uh, a virtual beer share with a bunch of uh, guys from this one uh, a Facebook page that we have, Facebook group. Alcoholics so, uh, Anonymous. Uh, no, it's just uh, <laughs> Michigan craft beer lovers or something like that. Just got like I was like eight, well seven guys and one lady. Got on. And we just all sat there and tried some of the beers that we had in our fridge and virtual happy hour. Just uh, you know, shot the uh, you know what Proverbial for uh, craft. for a couple hours. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys use like FaceTime, Skype? That we, Zoom? Used, we used Zoom. Dude, everybody said Zoom just like came out of nowhere. I didn't even know that was like a thing until like two weeks ago. I the changed un- my background for the first time on the record equal Zoom meeting, and everyone was just blown away. Yeah, he put up uh, palm trees and beaches behind him. See the He's tr- sitting there with his headphones on, like, <laughs> and we're just like. <laughs> the only bad thing about Zoom is that if you don't have the the paid version, if you're using the free version, your meetings can only be 40 minutes. So we had to keep yeah. redoing it I every mean, 40 minutes. It really wasn't that bad, but okay. So I don't know if they changed that or not. Cause so what on Saturday, like, cause on Saturday they did like the like virtual streamathon with like all these like artists and DJs, um, on Twitch and on YouTube where they basically did like hours long like it was almost like play music for the world where they were having people donate money for coronavirus or whatever and they were just doing like little streams and everything but and didn't iHeartRadio do a, like a living room concert literally too like I literally mean like Backstreet Boys Saturday was just loaded with just like live streaming events and like concerts from home I <laughs> actually thought it was kind of cool too because the Backstreet Boys did I want it that way each from a different like location in the world oh yeah. okay yeah. they all live in that. different places too I think Metallica's doing that and every every Monday night during this they're having metallica mondays yeah and, and on like the, on their youtube channel they're streaming an entire live concert yeah exactly like it's, it's it's an old concert you know from oh. like a year or two ago oh see so it'd be like like the one they're showing tonight is like paris 2017 or something see the way the way that all the djs that i followed like what we did on saturday is that like they're all locked in their houses quarantined too and a lot of them are like video gamers and stuff so like they have these cameras set up so they do it anyways so they literally just set up their houses with like all these party lights and they're just throwing down like an hour and a half long live sets like they're just DJing they literally are just like oh we'll bounce over to like my friend at their place and they're like DJing over there either way a bunch of my friends and I at like midnight on Saturday one of like our, my favorite DJs Riot 10 did a two hour long live stream set and then somebody came out at 2.30 in the morning I think there was probably like 10 or 11 of us who got in the Zoom meeting. We all turned like our party lights on in our house, turned on the music, and we're just like dancing and drinking. I mean, I literally felt like I was at like the club because I drank enough beer that I was like at the club. <laughs> there, 
most of this sucks. I'm not going to lie. 90% of the world and what we life as we know it, gone. This, this sucks. But the 10% of this is kind of cool. Like, you, you feel like the whole world's in your living room. I, no, seriously. And that's what I thought. Like, literally, they basically, like, the internet was a music festival on Saturday night with hundreds of different stages to choose from. And you could you could have basically listened to anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw as much as, like, John Mayer was on the stream. And then there was DJs. And then there was... Backstreet Boys, like, right. across all genres. It was basically, like, they did with, like, Queen and stuff to help, like, AIDS back in the day. Um, but it was all right in your living room. Right. Which, like, and I think I wrote, I reread it's a It's just kind of like when you're at a music festival where you can walk from one stage yes. to another. And if you, if you like this sort of music to, or another, you can just click on your phone which artists you want to listen to live or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and it's Or cool. you just flip this another channel on the on the TV because I think um, IR Radio's one is on CMT. Like, it was like, yeah, like, they were like, they were just like And they're going to do it every week, too. Basically, all these, all these DJs were like, yeah, dude, you got, there was thousands and thousands and thousands of people tuning into every single one of these live streams like yeah we're gonna do this every week and this is so much fun and honest to god like i said to my friends after the fact it was like 3 30 in the morning and even like an hour and a half after the concerts ended we all just like sat there and chatted oh what's going on my buddy actually started like playing music on zoom through like the microphone so we were all listening to him play music it was like man we're basically mm-hmm. all hanging out right now and it's, you don't have to deal with the loudness of the concert where you're screaming into your buddy's ear after the fact it was actually really funny because like we were all in the group and and like we're normally it's the same people I normally go to concerts with and everything. And like you'd be sitting there, like people with their laptops up, and like I had one on my phone, and like it was funny, it was like, okay guys, like I gotta go to the bathroom. Like, does anybody need anything? Does anybody need water? Does anybody want me to grab anything? So like you put the phone down, you like go to the bathroom, you like, come back, like, all right guys, it was so much easier to found find you guys than I thought it was. <laughs> like we were just acting like we were actually there. It was actually a lot of fun. But yeah, no, I reread a column that I wrote a couple weeks ago. I think it was like day eleven without sports. Like you said, Andrew, I think people can be closer now than sometimes ever before because everybody has this thing in common where we're all just basically craving human connection or human interaction with each other. Anyways, that's why that's why I think that we all need to take advantage of the technology. Like I put in my comments like, dude, teach your grandma how to do a video chat, and when you call her for the first time, watch her just like light up. <laughs> I swear mm-hmm. to God, the smile that'll go on like your mom's face when did your mom ever done FaceTime? I don't think so. If you we just try we it. just do we just do audio. We just put it on speaker. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, stuff, like, but, yeah. but just because you haven't been Cena's, able to see Cena's her mom does, you know, does uh, you know, FaceTime. Exactly. I called my grandma because I got my grandma hooked up with an iPad a few years ago, and thank God, like, she actually kind of knows how to use it, or at least she knows how to answer it if I call. And then, like, oh my God, it's mm-hmm. just I'm talking to grandma, so it's like I'm just right there. And utilize that. Everybody has that common thread of this quarantine in common. At the very least, they should be quarantining. If not, you should be yelling at them to quarantine. Mm-hmm. Oh, they've seen his dad is in a nursing home in uh, in Wisconsin, and you can call the nursing home and set up a Skype, and they'll take a computer into their room, and you can Skype. Okay, see that that that's cool because I know most people you know, can't, with, you can't go see anybody. Yeah, yeah, there that that building is on total lockdown. Nobody in and out other than the employees. But we had a uh, we did a um, a virtual game night with some friends the other night. We just got on uh, we got on Zoom. Everybody get on their phone on Zoom. And had a video chat that way. And then there's a website called uh, playingcards.io. And you can just play different games. You can play Euchre. You can okay. play Cards Against Humanity. Okay. And everybody, and every, like, everybody logs in with the same code, the same invite link, and you just play the same game. We were sitting there playing Cards Against Humanity with a couple of friends of ours that lived down in Holland for like three yeah. hours last night. And like, I mean, and I hate to be like this, but even like 10 years ago, 
this is such a far cry from what we would have thought was possible. There was webcams and everything like that, but I know there was not group calling ten years ago. You couldn't have five people in a phone or on a video call at once. Well, there was Skype, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't have. I don't think that people were expecting like yeah, like you said. Oh, like, like yeah, twi- yeah, like th- I mean, there's there's professors Massive. running lectures of however large on there. You can join in on a lecture back at Michigan State or really any other university across the country. I've seen. A couple of my professors reached out to me and say, hey, do you want to join in online or something like that? Get some extra learning in your time down. Why not? Nothing else to but do. Mm-hmm. We have a lot more to talk about in this episode, obviously. Uh, the get around always has a lot to talk about. I could talk about stuff forever, so I know you don't want to hear me blabber on, but before we get too far, I want to remind you, this episode sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Order a tasty sandwich today with the Jimmy John's app, Freaky Fresh. Freaky fast, Jimmy John's freak, yeah. We're going to put our finger on the heartbeat of the sports world again to the pulse. We have a few things yes. to talk about. Uh, we kind of have harped on this quarantine thing to start off with, but the news just came out yesterday. Uh, President Trump basically announced that the United States is kind of be on the social distancing guidelines until at least April 30th. Maybe schools, longer. Schools in Michigan were basically slated to open. We know that's basically not going to happen. They haven't said anything about it yet, but uh, from what I can tell, that's not going to happen. So we're going to see uh, sports are still way up in the here. I mean, we, and we had, what, eight, nine, ten states had already that have canceled like spring school, sports completely? Yeah, well, no, there's like, I mean, according to Peter Garthy, there's five states that have completely canceled school for the rest of the year already. Yeah. yeah. Not even just sports. They've just canceled school for the rest of the year. So we don't know when it's going to be back. Now I'm starting to get lower on the prospects of any chance of winter sports even being close to restarting. Yeah. Sadly, I, I just don't see it. Spring sports, there's a possibility. We've started spring sports on May 15th before and got, before and got an entire season in. It would, it would be cool, though, if maybe if you see the entire spring sports wiped out, that the, that the MHSA then says, well, okay, we don't have anything else on the, on the calendar, so when we get the good, when we get the go-ahead. Let's finish the winner. Let's finish winner. I could totally see the Michigan or the High School Athletic Association doing that. They want to make that money. I mean, if nothing else. Yeah. And and it'd be great publicity. I mean, that's I mean, you know, I, something good to go into next year with. Yeah, and everything. And those tournaments are where they make their money. Yeah. I feel like the big thing for basketball, at least, is like all those things are indoors. And only we only yeah. have like two, three weeks left of the season. You don't need as much resources as you would to play an entire baseball. Oh, season. of course, of course, yeah. It'd no. be interesting if they cancel the whole thing too. I wonder how many times you'll see like uh, maybe some schools get together and say play that district championship game. There's yeah. not a single one of them that'll happen. There, there's a single one that'll be any nope. not sponsored so? by a single school. They won't take that liability. There's not a no, chance. No, I'm saying after everything is done. Exactly. Not a chance. Why not? Because that technically wouldn't be a school-sponsored sport. It technically wouldn't be sanctioned by anything. The liability on that would be incredible. Kids doing pickup games because they all know each other up here, I could see happening. Schools are not going to be like, let's get a de facto district. I could see Jack Stefanski, Reese Hazleton, and all them being like, well, let's go battle this out, see who who gets this. Schools are not going to be, no way. The schools already have that insurance. That's not going to play any factor into it. That's not the MHSAA. The MHSAA only has the insurance for the, uh, if you have, like, a catastrophic injury. You hire referees, and you play it as a basketball game like you just like you would. Just do it in May. I don't see it happening. Well, maybe in I May. Think, I think it'd be I, fun. I, I thought you meant it, like, if they sp- after everything's done, like, in the sp- summertime or something. Like, if school's going on, still probably, but I don't see them mm-hmm. doing anything over the summertime. Maybe. Just a pickup game. That, that's, that, that I can see happening, but, like... They could... 
They could turn the uh, the All Star Senior Game that gets played at St. Francis. They could turn that into a mini tournament or something. Mini district tournament of some teams that were some local teams that were still alive or something. Hey, maybe the Record Eagle could sponsor a tournament. No. If it's other things to talk about in the Pulse, I want to bring a couple. We had a bunch of all conference teams hit the airwaves last week. James, you you ran through a lot of these teams. We still have, we still haven't gotten the Lake Michigan conference in for most of the basketball we teams. St- we still haven't got Lake Michigan. Uh, we got uh, Northwest. We got Big North, Northern Lakes, Ski Valley. This is boys and girls, right? Yeah. So who boys and girls so? for all those, and then we got the Big North Hockey and Northern Michigan Hockey. Do you want to run well. through some of the players of the year in the conferences? Sure. I mean, in the Big North Conference in boys basketball, it was Tip Baker winning, winning the Player of the Year. I guess it was a really, really close, really, really close vote. He just edged out Henry Goldcool for the uh, Big North Player of the Year. Um, I guess Peyton Smith got quite a few votes as well, and uh, and then Andy Soma and Gabe Whitmore rounded out the first team. Two lost Cadillac team. That was Tip Baker mm-hmm. was a was a motor driver on that team. I could see why he definitely was in the conversation for that man. Won that one. Yeah. What, and Gold Cool and Smith probably took some votes away from each other. Who who won the Big North? Who won the Big North Conference girls? For the girls, Molly Anderson from Cadillac. So it was a Cadillac sweep of the Big North Conference Players of the Year. And I believe that this is in order, uh, the, the first team is in order of votes received. Um, so the next one would be McKenna Bryant, then Aaliyah Deal, Jade Schultz from Alpena, and Karina Stewart, Traverse City Central. Now the Northwest Conference doesn't do MVP, huh? I don't think that they, uh, they didn't indicate it when they sent it. Well, even if they don't, we chose our player of the year you from the Northwest Conference. I would say Reese Hazleton would have probably been that player, no? Yeah. What I'm generally assuming on these basketball teams and uh if any coaches or ad's want to correct me on this if the players on the list that we that are sent to us are not in alphabetical order it's in the order of votes assumption made the northwest <laughs> conference does it just in i believe in, in alphabetical order if you, see, if you look at them it's it's alphabetical order oh, bennett yeah. bennett bradford hazelton the tulip uh, Somehow they all uh but the, the li- but the ski valley conference is not in alphabetical order at all okay okay um so i'm assuming that's order of who got the most votes Okay. Now, the uh, first team for the Northwest Conference boys, though, was Taylor Bennett from Monacoma, J.J. Bradford from Glen Lake, Reese Hazleton from Glen Lake, Gavin Miller and J.J. Pop from Leland, who, yeah, they combined for almost 60 points in that district game. Jack Stefanski from Frankfurt. So, obviously, Reese, Taylor Bennett, and uh, Jack Stefanski were all unanimous selections to that first team. Uh, for the girls, there was Grace Bradford from Glen Lake, who's in the conversation to be our girls player of the year. Brittany Bowman from Kingsley, who was in a conversation last year as our girls player of the year. Uh, Ellen Bretzky from Benzie Central took up for her sister Abby, uh, moved into that dream team role, or that first team role, I mean. Olivia Lowe for Leland, another girl who's sitting at the very top of our list for girls player of the year. And then Reagan Thor from Frankfurt and Paige Kohler from North Bay, who broke the career scoring record over there. Yeah, and in that, the unanimous picks were Bradford, Bowman, and Bretzky, the, the three Bs. But somebody did not vote for Olivia Lowe, and she was not unanimous. I'm not sure, not sure how that happened. Somebody. One other one we got in here was the All-Northern Lakes Conference team. They only have the boys' team, but James, who, who else got on it? They do, have, they do have a girls' team as well. No, that, that's cool. Oh, yeah, Vanderbilt does not have a girls' team. So one of their um, girls' players, uh, Nicole Salvador Dutcher, was on the second team for the boys' team and was the only Vanderbilt player to make the boys' all-conference team. 
Well, unsurprisingly, Ethan Torenga got first team for Ellsworth over there. Braden Steenwick, Jaeger Griswold. We've talked about these guys on this podcast a couple times. Yep. They got all conference honors as well. Yep. Your other first teamer from the area had been Tyler Gellis from Boynes, Boyne Falls. Who he averaged like he averaged 19 points a game as a junior. There's going to be a couple more, like we said. Uh, Lake Michigan Conference still has yet to release their all-conference teams. We'll make sure we get those out to you as soon as possible. We're still continuing our sports coverage as best as possible, releasing all region teams. As you know, the boys all-region team ran in this past Sunday's edition of the Record Eagle. Uh, there's going to be more upcoming over the next couple of weeks. Keep a lookout for those. I didn't even mention at the beginning of this episode, but our interview is coming up, and we're about to get into it. It is with Grand Traverse Academy's Caitlin Watson, who obviously has been affected by sports being canceled. We're going to go ahead and get a chat with her in. Let's go ahead and give a listen to that now. The Get Around is excited to welcome our first Grand Traverse Academy Mustang, Caitlin Watson. Thank you so much for joining us via phone today. I'm so happy to be here. Of course, now, obviously, uh, it's a bit different times that we're living in now. It's all up in the air with spring sports. I know that you are a, a spring athlete. I know you were a winter or a, a fall athlete, but let's just start off with what happened last week. Really, the big news is what's come out of the quarantine for you, at the very least. For, I know that you, you, uh, you're you still working during the whole quarantine, but they got a hold of you and let you know that you are actually the valedictorian of your senior class at uh, Grand Traverse Academy. I mean... Did you have an idea that you were up there? Was it kind of a close race in between the valedictorian and salutatorian? Yes, it was a very close race. And in all honesty, I really wasn't sure whether or not I would receive it. I knew that I had a good shot at it. But having the opportunity to hear it and have it special for my principal, that meant the world to me, especially after all four years of high school, I've always wanted to be valedictorian. So it was very cool to find out that I was. Yeah, you can read all about that in our centerpiece, Essential. Um, we, the Record Eagle, we talked to five essential workers across Grand Traverse County, and I chose to talk to Caitlin. So can you tell the viewers, the audible viewers of this podcast how that all came together and how uh, your principal got the idea? My principal actually called my mom at my house and tried to get in contact with me, but my mom let her know I wasn't going to be home until about 10.30. So rather than just waiting until then, um, my principal, Mrs. Flooring, decided to drive to my work, taking her son with her to film it, and go through the drive through to surprise me. And I actually had no idea this was happening. It was just an average day for me to work, and it was pretty early in my shift. Someone, one of my coworkers, said that there was someone at the window for me and that happened maybe once a month so I wasn't really surprised and I thought Mrs. Boring has come in before through the drive-thru so I thought she was just saying hi mm-hmm. but when I opened the window I noticed there was a camera and that's when I knew something was up and then she announced it to me and I was absolutely in shock and the next five hours of working were very hard I'll be honest. <laughs> I was say I'm sure you probably didn't want to have to go back to work I mean have you have you had the proper time to kind of celebrate that at this point I know uh, school isn't kind of quite over yet I mean does it feel like it's unfinished business both on the athletic field and in the classroom for you? I absolutely feel that being that in the last couple of months of school like I'll be honest every kid dreads school at one point in their life but at this moment, I do miss it, and I miss the education and the athletics because that was been part of a routine for me for so many years. And to lose that, even just a couple months early, 
it's heartbreaking and it's hard, but I know that this moment in my life that Mrs. Florin came out and made special is something I will always remember. Did that kind of like cut the competition for valedictorian short um, since, you know, school is kind of like down and out for a while? Is that why they made the announcement now as opposed to say, you know, just before May 20th or whatever? Yeah, I definitely think they made it a little bit early. I'm not always sure when they decide to announce it and they usually pull uh, if someone pull us out of class to tell us is what I've heard they've done in the past. I think that definitely they they shot out the email that started asking you about like advanced classes and stuff like that. They sent that out and I kind of knew it was coming, the whole announcement. I just wasn't sure when. And so it caught me by complete surprise when I found out. It was really cool. Now, what would you describe the balance of, you know, like you said, it's kind of weird having school taken out of this uh, equation in athletics. What would you say your, like, life balance is like now without school or without athletics? I know, obviously, you're probably working a little bit more, it seems. Yes. I definitely decided to use this quarantine as rather, rather having a positive impact on my life. I took up some more hours, so I am definitely working and making some more money, and also lieu of that over winter i always train for track season and i was going to the gym on a regular basis now that i don't have that i've had to adjust a lot and i've been doing workouts and trying to still stay in shape because whether or not we're going to have a track season being fit and using the resources that i have at this moment is still important to me so i've actually been getting more sleep i'll be honest on that part and i find my days being productive but it's definitely a change and an adjustment that I'm not used to having starting in March. But I know that if I use it for a positive impact, that it can really benefit me. And it has so far. I just definitely miss the school and the athletic life that I used to have. Just one quick question. Did you ever think that you would say you miss school, like, in March? <laughs> no. <laughs> to be honest. My mindset as a senior is I had senioritis. I was ready to leave. But now that it's come early, it's kind of a reflection of maybe I didn't want it to end so soon. Maybe it was just more about having a little bit of time to to really let that senioritis sit in. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't have that anymore. So I don't know. I can't really say I have senioritis when senior year isn't even really a thing anymore. You're the captain of your track team. How have you been leading your team throughout this? To be honest, it's hard being a leader and not being able to be with your team, especially when the circumstances of the track season entirely are still up in the air and whether or not we even go back to school. But I try to hold myself accountable for going out and doing workouts and trying to encourage others to do the same because I think that it's important that no matter if there's a track season or not, just being healthy, staying in shape, and taking this time as a learning experience to self-motivate I think is so important. And so along with self-motivating myself, I'm trying to help motivate them to be the best people that they can be, especially in this time, and still see a positive outlook on life. Because for most of them, they still have another track season, Mm -hmm. and they can always start training for that, even if the situation is a year out from now. Is that the same with volleyball, too? Because I've seen a lot of uh, players just playing wall ball or just going in the backyard on a nice day. Yes, volleyball is probably my favorite sport out of the two. It is such a passion of mine. I've played since the fourth grade. Just to be able to go outside, even now, the weather has been getting better. So, I mean, I spend time playing volleyball with my family and just getting outside. Because in this situation of quarantine, there's not too much you can do as far as going out and into public areas and playing with a large group of people. 
But simply just getting out and getting touches on the ball, I think, is still so important because it's getting you out, it's getting you active, and it's doing the thing you love. And I think that's what's so important about sports is it brings connections, whether or not you're on a team or individual. It is so self-motivating, and it helps you in so many ways, health benefits, mentally, just to get out and do something that you love. It's got to be motivating thinking that, you know, even though you're not able to see your friends and your classmates on a run, if you saw on Snapchat or Instagram that, hey, we all went on the run on Mondays, that seems like we, you guys still all did it together, right? Exactly. And to see that all of us, like, my friends will t- Snapchat me pictures of them after, like, their workouts and stuff like that. And just to see that we're all still going out and getting that done, it means that we're still a team. No matter whether or not school comes back, we are still a team. And I think that is so important. How how have you guys found, or is there difficulty holding each other accountable for that type of stuff? How are you kind of dealing with that factor when you can't, like, be in person and be, you know, extrinsically motivating somebody face-to-face? How are you holding people accountable or making sure that you guys are all doing these type of things? To be honest, it's hard because you can't make anybody do anything unless they want to. And I have to say, my coach does a really good job of sending out workouts and encouraging us and also leading us as a team. The best that I can do is just encourage and to show that, you know, even in these circumstances, I'm still getting out there and other people are still going out for runs and stuff. And that I think being a more unified team, the more people that are going out there and working out and showing that they're out there motivating getting motivated to go out and just get exercise, the more people on our team are following along with that. And you really can't just hold, I mean, you can try to hold people accountable, but it really comes down to their choice, whether or not they want to actually go out and run. But one thing that I found with our track team is we're mostly filled with people who are passionate about running and passionate about their events and wanting to do better. And so it's easy for me as a captain to voice that we should be doing these workouts because they're already being done before the track season, during the track season, because we all just want to do our very best. And I think that's what's so important and what's made our team so strong in the past. All righty, Caitlin. Thank you so much for taking the time with us. I know uh, I know it's probably been weird getting locked up in the house and only going back and forth to work, but you know it was really great having you on and wish you guys uh, over there in the Watson household the best. And congratulations on being valedictorian. That's just awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> All righty. Have uh, good luck at uh, Northern Michigan. Thank you, and thank you for having me. Another big thanks to Caitlin for taking the time over the phone and chatting with us here at the Get Around. I know it's been tough on everybody, but uh, you know I feel for these high school athletes. I really do. I I just can't imagine having that taken away from you. So I can I only hope hope that we can get back to normal. But that interview is sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City: Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fast, Jimmy John's, Freaky Yeah. One of the other kind of interesting things that I've been running into is uh, a lot of the stories I've been trying to chase down have been, you know, recruiting stories, kids that we haven't been able to do a story on yet. So I've been, I also reached out to a few guys and girls who I thought were going to be signing. And what I'm finding out from these kids is that if you hadn't signed already, everything's up in the air. Colleges aren't signing any more kids. They're not signing any, they're basically not signing anybody that they haven't already brought in. So, like, if you hadn't gone to, like, their camp or hadn't done your official visit and they haven't worked you out, 
they're not making offers. They're only going to offer kids who they've already seen and know what they're getting. I'm pretty sure the NCAA so. or some conferences and a lot of schools have just put a complete pause on all recruiting efforts too. Oh yeah, yeah. You can't. There is no more recruiting right now, um, and that's the that's the thing. Um, so if you've already seen a kid, you could still offer them because you can do all that stuff digitally. But they can't go to the campus. Yeah. And they can't see. You know, and and, and from the kid's standpoint too. You know, Jackson Raymond is one that uh, I was uh, trying to do something on, and he's looking at a bunch of schools, and a bunch of schools were looking at him, but schools that were looking at him, he hadn't come to visit them yet, and they filled their rosters already because they went just went ahead and signed kids that had come in on visits already. Now we're going to get into our bracket madness portion of the episode. Our Twitter interaction was pretty good last week. We had like 100 votes on every single poll. I want more for this week because it's more punny. Um, but just to, just to go back through it, I want to run through our March Snackness poll. Thank you, everybody, for interacting with us and playing along with our dumb games and uh, voting on all the polls. Obviously, we're going to have another one this week. Uh, we'll introduce that here after a second, but uh, Andrew's going to go ahead and tell you how March Snackness went. In a world where high school concession stands meet human uh, interaction, in the first round of out of the etc. region, candy and fries made it out. They beat out ice cream and Cracker Jack. Sorry, peanuts, you didn't make it out either. Candy won eighty-one to nineteen. Fries won sixty-one to thirty-nine. Candy makes it to the final four with the sixty-one thirty-nine win. But it's popcorn out of the snacks region. That one had nachos, peanuts, pretzel, and popcorn. Nachos won the first round. Popcorn won second matchup of the first round as well. Only number two seed to make it to the final four. And it was 76-24 popcorn over candy to get to the championship. Now we go to the other side of the bracket, which some people have argued as the more stronger one. You know, People said that the winner out of that side was going to win the tournament. That We started off with the drinks reason. We had beer, hot cocoa, lemonade, and pop. Beer won the first round, 75-25. Pop won, the, pop won over lemonade, 63-37. Beer, the beer pop matchup was really, really close. That was probably the closest of the whole tournament, wasn't it? Statistically, it was. Beer won 52 to 48, and then we go to the entree region. Remember, people, your your vote counts. Yeah, your vote counts. If you have two Twitter accounts, you can log into both of them, I guess, and put two votes for... Now you're telling people to skew the vote. This isn't gerrymandering, all right? Well, we want we want real results. If they're vouching for pizza, I guess they could. But anyways, entree region, it was pizza, turkey, leg. That was a rollover. Pizza, 93-7 to seven over turkey legs. Yeah, Jake, how you feeling about this? Your, I, your turkey leg, my favorite food. Your turkey leg got rolled and your roasted almonds got rolled. Pizza's my favorite food. I knew pizza was going to win this thing. Okay, I just... Just wanted to check I on your, had, on I your had state. To give, I had to give the 16 seed just a little bit of hope. They were the UMBC, remember? They truly were the 16 seed. Uh, hot dog burger was not as close as we thought it would be. 62 to 38 hot dog. And then pizza obviously took over. 64 to 36. That brings us to uh, 54 to 46 pizza over beer. Um, that was a lot, also a little bit closer than I thought it would be. Kind of a shocker, I think. I, that, that beer didn't beat pizza? Yeah. I think I should be allowed to vote 5,000 times. Because <laughs> oh, you've had 5,000 different beers. Well, <laughs> I, th- I think Andrew's Andrew's point last week might have played a part in that. What? Beer is really expensive. 
I mean, at the same time, it's you go true. To it's not available at high school games. Yeah, and it's hilarious. You go to a Little Caesars arena, and it's still like seven dollars for a slice of a, a hot and ready. That's five dollars outside of the arena. Well, it's like, yeah. How how what kind of scam is that? Here's the thing: you about literally pizza. own the arena. Because I'll have people come at me and say, "Oh, pizza is expensive too." You get what you pay for with pizza. It's either getting a huge slice or like a little mini personal slice. No, though. I disagree. I disagree wholly. If it's seven bucks, it's going to fill you up. You get what you pay for with a beer, more oh. than you get what you pay for for a pizza. Because you get like a slice of pizza for like nine dollars at a game, and you're like, "I need three more slices of pizza." <laughs> Even though that beer is fifteen dollars, you're like. That was a damn good beer. Okay, if we're going to talk about cost versus effectiveness, that brings us to our national snack championship. Championship. Yeah, the national championship with popcorn and pizza. Uh, Popcorn was the number two seed and pizza was the number one seed. So basically James versus the world. When I went to bed last night, popcorn was tied with pizza. I know popcorn started out barely in a lead. It was 51-49. Woke up and pizza just kind of took over. 5743, 107 votes at the time that we're making this podcast. Cold pizza in the morning, man. It was a Monday morning. I Took mean, off. I mean, as long as the Electoral College isn't involved, I think pizza was going to be the winner to start off with. So, I mean, there's a lot more. I'm all right with my runner up finish. Hey, I'm, I'm, me and Andrew, when we originally seeded the bracket, I think we agreed that pizza was the number one overall seed. But I think popcorn is just the ultimate snack. It's the most versatile. It's it's pretty affordable, and it lasts quite a bit when you're at a game and you get a big tub of popcorn. Yeah, I, I guess, it's like, true. my thing with popcorn, I never want to eat it all. I get a little bit into it, and then it's like, hey, does anybody else want this? But you have no problem sharing it. Yeah, it's not like pizza. sharing. It's like I give it away. Well, you wouldn't share a slice of pizza. Exactly, because it's the best food at a sporting event. You go, oh, this is my pizza. I'm eating this whole thing. Enjoying it to myself. <laughs> I mean, they go to the movies. Do you ever actually get, like, a refill on the large popcorn? I've had some places where they I mean, have I've done it, it but, yeah. like, on, like, the regular, like... La- last year, we got the, uh, the like, the yearly bucket that you can oh, yeah. buy. You buy the you bucket for it. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you bring it every, you bring it back every time, and then your popcorn is cheaper, and you get more. Um... And yeah, that's pretty. All right. Well, congratulations to pizza good. and all the pizza heads out there, just like me. Officially, the best snack at a sporting game, according to the Get Around. I might start a Jake's Pizza ratings at high school games now. So I'm gonna start talking to ads and have them do like a punch card. Go. I'm gonna make a punch card where I get a free piece of pizza from every school to test it, and they punch the card, and then I can rate them. I pay for my popcorn. I will let you know. No, I want I want free. I get offered free popcorn quite a bit. At schools, but I always pay for it. No, but I want free perks as a journalist. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we have another bracket this week. We're not going to run all the way through it and tell you all the matchups and dive deep. But we what we yet. are going to do is we are going to give you the setup, and I'll post a we'll post a bracket on social media later, so you can kind of look at it. Um, and we'll run through uh, all the first round matchups via Twitter. Obviously, you guys are so locked in on this. I know it's exactly where you'll be. So keep a lookout on Twitter at TCRE Sports. On Instagram to go back to the Twitter at TCRE Sports. All week. All week. Every day. Multiple polls a day. Uh, so we're doing another 16, I guess w- it wouldn't be a team tournament, a 16 uh, starch tournament. We are doing starch madness as James came up with last week. His punny self. We're going to rate the best potatoes. Potatoes, potatoes, how do you say it? Potatoes. 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 It's potatoes. You said potatoes. What are you, what are you Latino it now? It is potatoes. <laughs> uh, so James, James. You have like a Latino accent when you say it that way. 
Potatoes. Sort of. Yeah. It's potatoes. <laughs> There's 16, 16 seeds. James likes potatoes enough that he went through and came up with all these himself. I wonder how many of these you've made during quarantine thus far. But Made? But uh, not a whole lot. We're going to run through them. We got it broken down into four separate, uh, four second se- separate brackets. We're not doing it like last time because, you know, those were kind of like all different food deals. groups. And those are just all potatoes. So yeah. what we did is we're going to go through and uh, kind of randomize this bracket. Um, so we're going to give you our 16 types of potatoes and familiarize you with each one. And Every talk region about is the Idaho region. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about these potatoes. So if you came for a food podcast, you came to the right place. Fellas, Not I necessarily a sports podcast. A sports potato <laughs> podcast. I mean, what's the difference? We're going to run through these, and fellas, I kind of want to battle this out and talk about some of these potatoes. I want us to be like Betty Crocker and be like the ladies at the beginning of the recipe. And when you look up at a recipe online, and it's like, well, I discovered au gratin potatoes when my mom made them for me on my sixth birthday. <laughs> Anyways. First, we're starting off. It's very easy to see, obviously, that we got French fries up in here. So I'm just going to run through a couple different types of fries that we have in this bracket because mm-hmm. I want to talk about this real quick. Regular French fries, curly fries, which is like Arby's fries, mm. seasoned fries, which is like Checkers fries, mm. yep, and then sweet potato fries, which I don't know if many people have had these, but mm-hmm. yeah. mm. this is going to be a really They're done right bracket. there, man. They're very good. Uh, th- when I worked at uh, when I worked at the bar back in Lansing, they had sweet potato fries. But what they would serve them with is it wasn't like a honey mustard, but they made like a sweet mustard, which basically was just like sugar mustard and like some sort of like oil in there that they made it. Burger Stand at KU served them with marshmallow sauce. Oh, like yes, just so Marsh- good. Marshmallow yes. sauce. So it was like a marshmallow mixed with ranch. <laughs> I can't tell you why it was so good, but it was. Oh, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a tough region. The fries region is gonna be a tough region. For anybody to come out of, I mean, I mean, I, we're not going to put them all in the same region, I don't think. But regardless, that's going to be a tough choice out of which is the best fry. Now we got a couple different mm-hmm. ones. Obviously, boys, potato chips are like the staple of potatoes, right? Yeah, and, and, they got to be a one seed, right? Uh, they have yeah. to be a one seed in everybody's life. And then James got poutine on here, which I made the argument that this might Never not be like potato, might not be potatoes, but it really is just yeah. like. Tater tots or fries or anything it, like gravy it, and it's cheese. Fries with, yeah, but fries with gravy and cheese on it. It's Canadian kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's it's delicious. They have poutine at the double wide over oh. here. Uh, whenever they reopen, go ahead and get their poutine. It's really really good. But then we got au gratin potatoes, which dude, these are low key. Au gratin potatoes are like fantastic, low key delicious. Are those like those little golf ball sized ones? No, they're, they're, no, they're like they're, they're, they're like sliced. The, yeah, they're like uh, almost like pickles. Like no, no. Oh pickles, yeah, I've had like, these. But they're in like a cream sauce. Um, yeah, definitely. You make them on this. Oh, yeah, usually so kind of a cheesy cream sauce. I think yeah. when I was in Florida, there's various kinds you can give it to. Oh, dude, you can just buy all ground potatoes or almost like scalloped potatoes. Like you can like buy a yeah. lot of a box at the store and just they're delicious. They are absolutely delicious. Tater tots. I mean, yeah. Napoleon Dynamite put that in everybody's mind way back in the day, but. Who doesn't love some tater tots? What are your favorite that, tater tots that, in Traverse City? That I would also include tachos. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. If you go to uh, if you go to Maddie's in Interlochen, they have tachos there, and it's basically everything that you would put on nachos, on but in a basket of tater tots. Slabtown has some pretty good tater tots if they're not like overcooked. Uh, yeah. One time we took a uh, a really good cheese pizza from a restaurant, and we got back to our place. It was like a we're on vacation, so. Had a whole bunch of family there. We ended up playing cards and everything, and then uh, people getting hungry. There was some beverages involved, and uh, 
what was that 4,321? Maybe. Something. It may have been hundreds ago. But so we took just a, a plain cheese pizza and then Four we. Four score and hundreds of beers ago. And then we loaded it up with pizza rolls on top. Oh. So p- pizza rolls on top of a pizza. Mm. Amazing. Awesome. All right. Next we have, I mean, Old Town dinner staple, the baked potato. However you like it. Just a nice baked potato. Yeah, whatever, whatever uh, condiments or, you like, or splits, or whatever you do. Uh, I actually wasn't a fan of baked potatoes for the longest time because I didn't like eating the like the skin when it was baked, and I would like try to eat it around. And I was like, yeah, but I I do like baked potatoes, a lot, actually. It's lots of sour cream, lots of butter, cheese, chives. It sounds perfect. I feel like chives. There's, a, there's a lot. Chives of, underrated. Yeah, right. I feel like there's a lot of uh, toppings that like can be spread across all these potato dishes that are good. Put a little cheese bit of bacon on of that. Yeah, bacon, Put cheese. Some crumbled bacon on the ranch potato. On, ba- yeah. Ranch on potatoes is good. I'm not a big ranch guy. Yeah, but okay, we haven't gotten really into breakfast potatoes. Hash browns? Is that like, you guys like tater tots or hash browns for breakfast potatoes? Why is hash browns a breakfast thing? I don't know. They should be an everyday thing. They should be an everyday yeah. thing. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> they, they can be an every meal thing. Yeah. yeah you know, the easy way to make hash browns at home is to buy a f- bag of frozen tater tots and then just crush them up. Because the tater tots are already half cooked. You can get them at Aldi. Yeah. Oh, so that way you don't have, they don't get burnt or you don't sit yeah, too long. You don't, you don't, you don't burn you don't them. You don't. It so much. It doesn't yep. just get flat. It's a lot easier to make them that way. Hmm. All right. Now, this is a holiday staple. I know everybody loves these. This is going to be a really hard bracket. This is going to be a lot. These are going to be tough votes. Cheesy potatoes. If your aunt or, like, your grandma or someone, if somebody doesn't yeah. bring cheesy potatoes to, like, Easter or, like, Thanksgiving, it's like this was a wash, right? I would include potato casserole in that, too. You know, I don't know what that is. Basically the same thing. Okay. It's just variation. And then this is one that we had to, we had to put in here because I think James forgot it, but potato skins. just thinks, it makes me think of TGI Fridays. Yeah. Yeah, the loaded potato skins. Mm. Have you guys ever had those loaded potato skins chips from TGI Fridays? Are you getting them at, like, uh, a gas station on a road yeah, trip? Yeah, they're vending machines. Yeah, yeah, like, ooh, they're so good. I just thought the potato skins were too similar to baked potatoes, but... They're like chips, but they aren't. But you like, it's kind of like, like Fritos. You, like, bake the stuff on... Baked potatoes, you just, like, throw, like, some foil on and bake it. Mm-hmm. Potato skins, you, like, bake the stuff on Yeah, the I get potato. it. I just figured they were similar. Yeah. But, yeah. We'll see who Whatever. wins. All right, last region, we got mashed potatoes, obviously. I mean, I think everybody eats mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You don't eat mashed potatoes, I don't know. Scalp potatoes is uh, obviously another very, very good choice for dinner. Potato <laughs> salad, I do not eat because they put eggs in it and just disgusting, just chunks of egg yolk just floating through yolky potato salad. It's amazing, man. <laughs> oh, my mom makes this German potato salad, which is just awesome. It, it also has bacon in it. Well, yeah, will you thing. explain to me what makes a German potato salad? It's got, like, a, the sauce on it is a little different. It, I'm not sure everything that, that have goes... eggs? It has hard-boiled eggs that are sliced up. Yeah. But just, like, so, like, little pieces of egg here and there. But no yolks. Just the just the white part of the egg. Yeah, just and gross. then and then bacon, and, like, there's some celery and stuff like that in there, too, mostly. And then, and then there's... Uh, and then there's like a creamy sauce yeah. with vinegar you don't in like it. Eggs? And stuff. No, what? not in potato salad. Oh, I don't like eggs at all, but just oh. in general, they're just gross. Hard he just eggs hates in potato salad. Jake just hates eggs in general. Everything about them. We we have one more. We should we could have got past it. We have one more uh, thing in here, and it's waffle fries. We didn't put that in the fry region, but waffle fries definitely we are. We had too many fries for the fry region. Definitely distinct from those other four fries. You guys would agree, right? Yeah. You guys ever had Chick Fil A's waffle fries? I've never been to a Chick Fil A. Soon in Traverse City. I'd be like next year, not even soon. It's yeah, yeah, year, year and a half. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot longer than you think. They're gonna be like build that whole thing. They won't like put in another building. But 
I'm actually over them. I'm not the biggest fan of waffle fries. It's too much. You like take a bite and you're eating half a potato. <laughs> like, I just want a little fry, you know, mm-hmm. a little French fry or curl fry or seasoned fry, something. But I don't want a whole pallet of potato in my mouth. But we'll see. Hey, maybe it can upset some things. We could almost do a separate whole bracket for fries. Bracket of just fries by like bacon fries, by company. cheese fries, or like just you know like fries, like McDonald's, McDonald's fries Burger versus Burger King fries, Arby's. Well, the, Wendy's, the you know, case for waffle fries, at least, is there's you can top them or with a bunch of things. There's different. Not ways really. To you can't them. top them. You can't top waffle fries. There's holes in it. What are you gonna? You're just gonna drip through the bottom of the waffle fry. You get more area to put sauce on if that's what if that's your deal. You can load it up with ketchup, but yeah, I mean you, you can do that with regular ketchup. Yeah. yeah. Just get more fries. <laughs> Goop. <laughs> well, this is this is our starch madness. Uh, bracket will be available online <laughs> just a little bit later. You so know what would be cool is if like McDonald's made something called the starch madness with like everything here. Oh, if they if you could go. Oh, dude, honestly, I wish <laughs> I wish they had a drive-through place for some poutine. I could do that. <laughs> I'm talking like poutine. If we were in with Canada, French fries on top of it. Yeah, go to Tim Hortons. Probably yeah. they probably have it there. They don't have in Canada. They don't have poutine at Tim Hortons in Michigan. No. No, there's Tim Hortons back by my house. There ain't no poutine there. They they sell coffee and donuts. Yeah, they're good for donut holes. Mm. But that's our Starch Madness bracket. Please make sure that you interact with us on Twitter. We're going to keep posting these polls. You guys have been fantastic so far, and we appreciate you. Uh, you're at least keeping us entertained and enough for us to argue over what kind of fries are the best. So, we seriously um, spend about 45 minutes talking about <laughs> what fries and snacks. Okay, this is, what, this is what the world has come to. Don't blame us. We're just rolling with the punches. So get your starch on and uh, eat a bunch of potatoes this week. I'm a carbo loader myself, so this is kind of making me feel like I want some sort of potato for dinner. You know, one thing I started doing in mashed potatoes one time when uh, we made mashed potatoes and then we realized we didn't have any gravy to oh, put, on, so much butter on, to put on top of it. I usually put some butter, but I, I, you know, I've tried to kind of cut down a little bit on butter. Stuff to be, to, be, to be a, yeah, to be a little bit healthier and stuff. So, so what I did out of desperation, and I do still every now and then, is I put uh, barbecue sauce on it. Actually, pretty good on mashed potatoes. Yeah, you heard it here first. Barbecue sauce on mashed potatoes. I'm not gonna let James get any weirder with his food. We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna get into our trifecta. We have one question, and this is just going to get even more fun. What is the weirdest quarantine purchase that you guys have made over the last, like, week or two? I know, obviously, we've all been to the store. We've had to get some things. The reason I ask this is because when I went to Meyer, it was more or less, like, buy what's there, and you're going to eat it. And I had to make some pretty off-the-wall purchases for food that I normally don't, like, eat on the regular. So, boys, what what was your weirdest quarantine purchase, food or otherwise? I mean, who knows what you guys have been doing online. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say food. I mean, I've just kind of been buying the regular that's just, that's just what made me think about it was the regular stuff but yeah uh, we did we bought like some of those things that you uh put on the edge of your your stove to prevent stuff from falling down in the crack oh okay. between your stove and the counter okay and okay, that'll come in handy and i joined the metallica vinyl club that was like my my one well, of my big like a, one um, of my big they send you like a, a record every uh like four records a year so every quarter they send you a record of like rare cuts and demos and mm. covers and stuff. And okay. Okay. What about you? When I got my PS4, like Friday before, um, so like not last Friday, but the Friday before that, I got a headset and I'm like, it was like one of those ten dollar ones from PlayStation. I'm like, this thing sucks. I can't hear a thing. My friends can't even hear me. So I bought like an eighty dollar headset from Best Buy. That's when things got serious for me, and I started wearing that to the 
Record Eagle uh, video chat in the morning. Oh, that was a terrible. That, that was a terrible idea for me. That's a that's a statement. That headset, like I, I've been wearing it for everything now. I've been listening to the music on it. I've been. Uh, yeah, when you spend that much money on it, just better. chilling around in my house with you know, cone of silence because it's noise canceling. That's cone of shame. No, that's it's much of a different thing. <laughs> when we were doing, we were doing Zoom though. We were, you know, we were doing the game night thing. So we just had our our phones sitting on our computer, and I was doing it through the phone, and it said it was in safe driving mode. So like the video and the audio was turned off, and you had to go into your settings and turn that off or whatever. And I'm like, what? why do you think I'm driving? This you, my phone you is moved, in one spot. You, you move. You moved more than seven inches for the first time in a week. They're like, he's moving. <laughs> The slug has landed. It was really weird. I had to buy cabbage, which sounds weird, but like... I For what? I was going to... Like, I had some romaine lettuce. Sauerkraut. Not basically. I was like, I can make coleslaw. <laughs> but I was like, I didn't I didn't have any lettuce. I was like, maybe I can make a garden mix because I had a little bit of romaine lettuce at the house. I was like, if I chop up a little bit of cabbage and put it in with lettuce, I can make a salad. I haven't done it yet. We'll see if it turns out all right. But they literally had no lettuce or anything at the store. I just thought, like, I, I, I just thought about it because I looked at it. I was like, dude, I've never just bought a head of cabbage and had it in my <laughs> house before. But I was like, wow, there's something green on the shelves. Grab it, and we'll figure out what to do with it. So now I have a head of cabbage in my house, and I don't know that I'm going to eat it. I like stuffed cabbage, but I, I ain't got nothing to stuff it with. Mm-hmm. I tell you what I've been doing for grocery shopping, though, the last two times that I've gone out, is I'm going to the grocery stores on the periphery of Traverse City. I'm not going to Meyer or Aldi. Because those are going to be busy and you're going to be elbow to elbow with people and stuff. So I've been going to like, I went to like the Olsons out by Center Ice. By my house? Yeah. Yeah. And I went, to, like, the Olson, to, the and I went to the Olson baby. out to my house. You know, um, we're going to try out like uh, Northland and Kingsley and the and the there's the store out in Interlocking and stuff like that. Figuring that they're just going to be less people there. At the very least. Yeah. Social distance yourselves. Uh, we would get people fed this week from our sponsors at Jimmy John's. But I am recommending that nobody leaves their houses, so I'm not going to encourage that by giving you things that you have to go into the store and use. But we are recommending that everybody stay home, stay safe, stay clean, wash your hands, wash your sheets. Listen to the podcast. Yeah. Go back and listen to the old ones. Why not? I think you guys like us enough. I know I've actually listened to at least three or four of these in the past week when I was sitting on my couch. It's yeah. actually it's something I can listen to a little passively because I'm the one who's saying everything. So it's like, hey, nice. But... Anywho's, thank you for listening to episode 119 of the Get Around. We love you. Stay safe. And we will see you for episode 120 next week.